Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is on his honeymoon, and congratulations to newlyweds Mandy and Eric. Eric will be back on Thursday. I'm journalist and author Terry Fry, and again sitting in with me today is the versatile Justin Adams, news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver's CBS4. You can watch us on milehighsports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfrey, T-F-R-E-I, and at Justin Adams TV. You can check out www.terryfry.com for information about my books and work. And you can read more about Justin and his background and work at www. This is a mouthful. Yeah. www.cbsnews.com backslash Colorado backslash CBS4 backslash. Can you do it simpler <laughs> than that? Can you just be like justinadams.com? You know, it used to be cbsdenver.com. Yeah, I figured that and out. And now I have to get used to this. So I'm like, all right, guys, just, just go to our website. You know where it's at. Okay. Uh, by the way, I do have breaking news. I found out the reason why Eric is not here today. See, it wasn't because he was on his honeymoon. He's trying to work out that new Pac-12 media deal, baby. Yes, That's he what is. he's trying to do, man. He's trying to work out that new media deal right now. He's the middleman. What's his cut? What do you think, 10%? Eh, you know, he'll take, he'll take it. It'll take just a you know, haircut. He's maybe, a proven fan of the University of Colorado. He'll, he'll, he'll do something weird like 12. Yeah. Knowing him, like 12%. Well, I've still got barbecue sauce all over me. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're still resplendent. You still look hungry. How did it go on? Dude, it July went 4th? awesome. It went amazing. Um, burgers, brats, the whole nine um, until about nine o'clock. As you know, I work at a yes. five o'clock in the morning is when I'm on air. Means I have to wake up at 2.30, people. So when you play fireworks, so you have them go off at 10.30 at night. By the way, I live in Aurora. You know, yeah. Aurora, they, they don't have this place where you can actually like shut down, you know, fireworks. You can actually have them you go You have to off. drive to Wyoming or yeah, get yeah. them. You, you can actually just play them wherever you want in Aurora. They're playing that thing late into the night. So to say the least, I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I did get some barbecue, baby. Oh, that's good. I, um, I, I am not allowed to eat barbecue because I'm too messy. Helen doesn't want to do it. No, she does. Okay. But, but I'm belittled by everybody involved with my family. For being messy. There's nothing wrong with being messy. That's what barbecue is all about. Who, who is clean eating barbecue? Danny, brother, are you clean eating barbecue? No. Exactly. I lick my fingers a lot. Yes. But, but I'm, uh, I'm embarrassing. Not clean, no. I am embarrassing messy. My nieces make fun of me all the time. Here's the thing, man. I need you to wear a white shirt when you eat barbecue like you're doing right now. Yeah. That's a great shirt, by the way. I washed it after last night. Yeah. Now, but I need a shirt that you you don't need to wash. Like I need you on on Independence Day to wear a clean T-shirt and make that thing as dirty as possible. So, what league is CU in right now as we speak? <laughs> have they moved in the last twenty minutes? They probably have. Everything's moving so fast. Uh, you know what? CU. See, speaking of Bessie, how about the Buffs? Right? I, I, you know, it's a uh, it's a struggle to say the least. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. 
I don't think we need to go back and be remedial here. I think most people understand what's going on, so we're not going to go back through and explain it step by step. But you know what's happened since last week with USC and UCLA yeah, oh, moving yeah, yeah, to yeah, the Big yeah. Ten. And yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to those UCLA, Maryland softball games. Look, look, man. Anytime that you have Rutgers go up against UCLA, that is prime time TV, baby. I can't wait. But today, uh, the Pac-12 announced the next. I'm reading from John Wilner's story. John Wilner, by the way, is a terrific journalist who basically owns the college athletics beat on uh, West West yeah. Coast, he, West Coast, and Pac-12. Here's the reality, and he's yeah. uh, he's with the Bay Area News Group, essentially San Jose, but mm-hmm. uh, he also has his Wilner Line subscriber deal. So take a look yeah. at that. He's probably the guy to follow if you really if you really want to know what's going on with the Pac-12 and Bay Area sports. So I'm he, reading from him here. Yeah, he's the guy to trust. The Pac-12 on Tuesday announced it has expedited the process for negotiating its next media rights contract. It doesn't mention Eric yet. A move that both reflects current, <laughs> the current upheaval and creates a potential path to salvation. At lunchtime, the conference released the following one-sentence statement. The Pac-12 Board of Directors met this morning and authorized the conference to immediately begin negotiations for its next media rights agreement. And after that, this came from our alma mater, a statement from CU Boulder Chancellor Philip DiStefano and Athletic Director Rick George. CU Boulder supports the decision of the Pac-12 Board of Governors this morning to begin conference media rights negotiations. We are committed to the Pac-12 conference and look forward to being an active participant in those conversations. So will you translate that for me? Are they going to end up staying in the Pac-10? This is how we say, this is how we have words that say absolutely nothing while having words that say absolutely nothing. That's pretty much what it is, right? So by jumpstarting the conference media rights negotiations, this, it what does it do? It puts Colorado in a position where they're committed to being a participant in those negotiations, sure. but, not, but not a, not committed to staying in the league. Yeah, That's you, where I'm kind of confused. You ever had like somebody who had one foot in one area, yeah, then another yes. foot in the other area? That's CU right now. I mean, am I right? I yeah, mean, so it's no tea. question about when, it. When there were reports earlier today. That they were going to meet with uh, the big Big 12, Big 12 people. Yeah, six six teams possibly meeting with the Big 12. Got the Arizona schools, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Utah. Oregon and Washington jumped into that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know Oregon what? and Washington, I, I don't understand why more aren't getting the, the idea that Oregon and Washington really are kind of leaders in that conference in terms of metro markets. It, Eugene, Eugene is not a metro market, but you get the Portland market. Yeah, you do. You get the Seattle market, and Oregon is so... So uh, flush in money. Yes, and there's st- Nike money. It's not just Nike money. It's it's that the athletic department has stepped up over the years and become kind of a leader on the NCAA level. It's almost to the point where it's garish. To yeah, be honest with you. You know what? We we don't talk about this enough. There is one school that has unlimited amount of money if they really wanted it. Washington could have unlimited amount of money. Think so? Seattle? Yeah. Market. They what? don't have a Phil Knight though. But they have uh, Bill Gates out there. Yeah. Hey, Bill, you have 60-some-odd Bill. <laughs> Hook us up with some. Well, and then also the the uh, Paul Allen Trust. Yes. Which, hey, which owns right. which owns the, the, which owns pro sports franchises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They own the Portland Trail. Yeah. And so if they, if they wanted it. Now, again, they, they may not want those problems in many respects, but if they wanted it, 
They can have as much money as, as they want. It's just that there's a lot of talent out there. I mean, for goodness sake, Washington, the year that CU won a national championship, the next I year, I, I believe, yeah, share national championship. It's still Natty. We'll, we'll call it Natty. Okay. I believe the next year, was it, was it either Miami or was it Washington that won in 91? It sounds, I think it was Washington. It was Washington. So it just tells you that they're able to put a really good product on the field. And by the way, the only team that I've seen go to the college football playoff from the Pac-12 was Washington. Just saying. They're able to put a, a good product on the field. So how can CU be involved on both sides of the table on this? I'm still confused. Well, the number one thing they have to do is just to be able to, they need to come to an agreement on what do they want to do with the football team, number one. Um, and I had a chance to uh, speak to, to a regent today. Mm -hmm. They're actually holding a special meeting today. Um, and it's going to be pretty much to talk about just legality, um, you know, of, of what they're they're looking to do, whether it's to be in the Pac-12, Big 12, or whatever. Did you ask them about the rush involved in all of this when we're talking about moves that won't take effect for two or three years? It, you know, everybody has to make a move. I, I will say this. There's a lot of things that I cannot say, but I will say this is that per the region, <laughs> they feel that the athletic department is behind that they should have known this a step sooner and they should have made moves earlier. Well, they kept it. UCLA and USC did a stunning job of keeping it a secret. UCLA had to go to the state board to get approval for this. Right. And it didn't even leak out then. Exactly. I didn't understand that. And Fox, of course, uh, was the matchmaker in all of this because Fox owns 60% of the Big Ten network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was an important element of in all of this. And so Fox really got USC and UCLA into the... Uh, into the meeting room or into the discussions with uh, with the Big Ten. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Look, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I do. I think it's all kind of sleazy. I, I know it, it all is. It. Look, it all is sleazy. But all you these know wonderful what? educators talking talking about honor and honor and education on, and academia man. and all that, and they're 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 making all these negotiations behind the scenes and secret. Eighteen year olds are getting look in college. They call it higher education, right? Well, as an 18-year-old, you're getting a higher education on how to do business. Right? Am I, am I wrong? Oh, so, yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, this, it's this like is like an internship. For, right. This is how it's done. Did you do an internship? I did do an internship. Oh, so, yeah. This is like an internship for, for athletes. And I, I still, the map, what's really jarring is looking at that, at that map of the Big Ten with the big hole. <laughs> it's, it's like they should they should schedule games in uh, right. Topeka to be halfway or right. something like that. Just a neutral site right there, right? Yeah, you stop there to fuel up the plane and, and oh, hey. practice or play games or something. Hey, like we're that. playing a football game in Wichita today. My first inclination was they should, uh, of course, try to see what goes on with the Big Twelve. I think Oregon and Washington would get involved in that too. Um, but I'm kind of coming around. And this is it. I I have kind of a dog and a dogs in the hunt. I have a duck and a buff. Mm -hmm. I'm a CU grad. I grew up in Eugene. My dad coached there for 17 years. I'd like to see Oregon and CU stay in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 or whatever it becomes. Mm -hmm. I think it's doable. I really yeah. do. It, and I think I think that should. Those are the two items of exploration right now. And I I would like to. I've come around to saying I hope they stay in the Pac-10. I think there. Are, it's a little. It's interesting to see how the Pac-12 has jumped the gun not even a week after the news and said, we need to go get a new media deal right now. It feels just like uh, a knee-jerk reaction. And we're negotiating with some people in our entourage who who don't have any intention of staying in our league. Exactly. 
That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know what? You do what you have to do to be able to try to save your conference as much as you can. And here's the main thing is this. And I do want to say this just so we can move on from this and keep it going. The idea of CU going to the Mountain West needs to end. Like that talk at all needs to stop. I'd go the other way. I would I would say Air Force and CSU should be candidates to go into the Pac-10. And, and I'm with you 100% on that one. And it just needs to – that talk needs to end because people think, well, the football program is down, so you know what? They should just go down and be – you know, go to the Mountain West. And you know what? They don't even have the best roster right now in the Mountain West. And I'm like, do you not realize what that would do? CU is teetering right now. If you look at all the programs that they have, they just have just enough programs to be a Division One program. Here's the other thing everybody's forgetting in my mind, is that when you talk about moving into the SEC, when you talk about moving into the Big 12, mm-hmm. not everybody can go 8-1 and in the league. No. There's going to be some really good football Always. teams going 4-5, and five, and the coach will get fired. Yes. So I, I don't understand that mentality. So Man, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of this. We're going to go back to this later in the show, but for now, uh, af- coming up after the break, the jarring but not unexpected news about late great Broncos receiver Demarius Thomas. That's next on Afternoon Drive. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. I'm not going to talk yet. I like this song. Let it breathe. And he's singing along. Welcome to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is on his honeymoon. And again, congratulations to newlyweds Mandy and Eric. Eric's going to be back in here on Thursday. I'm journalist and author Terry Fry. And again, sitting in with me today is the versatile Justin Adams, news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver's CBS4. Do you ever get tired of being called versatile? Isn't that a... No. Feather in your cap? No, never, man. I never get tired of that. I love it. Um, you know, that's one of the things I pride myself on is just to be able to not just talk about anything from, you know, news and sports, but just to be able to talk about it intelligently and just to be able to um, also come with an opinion. It's something that I absolutely love to be able to do. So That's versatile. I love it. I love being versatile. So what time does your alarm clock go off? That thing goes off at 2.15. What? Now. Now, what time do I pay attention to it? Is the other oh, question. Okay? So, do you have a you have a you have a delay buzzer on it? Boy, I man, that delay buzzer. I'm surprised it's still snooze. available. That that snooze button. Oh, you hit it. Oh man, that I I try to destroy that thing. I'm, I'm surprised that it's not destroyed already yet. But uh, you know, it's fun. I I, I will say this <laughs> before we continue on. Uh, one of my philosophies in life is that um, some people say, "Man, I gotta go to work. Man, I gotta do this. Oh, man, I gotta." And I'm like. I get to do this. 
I get an opportunity to be on radio. I get an opportunity to be on TV, on air. Um, and it gets you through the times where you don't feel your best. Um, and so when you have different sayings like that, um, it helps you to to get yourself right and to put your best foot forward all the time, as best as you can. I'm going to be a silly consumer here and ask you a question. Yes, sir. I don't mean it to be insulting. I yeah. don't mean it to be challenging. But a lot of the morning news is is over and over and over again you do the same story yeah, 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 yeah. 23 times yeah you ever get you ever catch yourself saying you, you wish you branched out a little more <laughs> sometimes you do you know it's funny because uh you find different things to make it different yeah that's what makes it really good and challenging um like for example today there was a, a boulder county commissioners they're they're holding their meeting they actually held their meeting at 10 30 this morning till one um talking about different um you know gun laws that they're trying to put in yeah. place just to help protect the community and, um, you know, it was interesting to take a look at all five that they're looking at. And uh, you just try to talk about it in a different way, but also in a way that uh, brings it home for mm -hmm. people as well. So that's always the challenge. Um, and uh, I love to be a part of it. And uh, I'm grateful for uh, CBS4 to have that outlet to be able to talk about it. Are you learning on that job? All the time. Every day is a learning. Every, 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 when I say I learn all the time, everything, um, not just from... Um, a mechanical point of view, right? How do you know work a camera or different things like that or different shots, but also how to tell a story um, and someone else's story in a minute 15. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> With a sound bite, right? So how to be able to do that. And that, you know, that helps you, uh, it helps me as a writer. It helps me, honestly, I do play-by-play -play too. So it helps me to be able to do that as well. So when you have um, a wide variety of words and you're able to put that together and really to get the emotion of the community, man, it just makes you better overall. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, Justin. The Inquisitor comes out at me every once in a while. I love it, man. I, I love it. My background. Now, now we have I like to, to ask questions and I listen to the answer. Hey, but now, now here's the biggest thing. We need to make sure that we uh, take this part, send it to my news director. Because <laughs> 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 your boy needs a race. Okay. <laughs> so you, you need to be exemplary in the next Ooh, segment. Yes, I do. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Really sad, uh, not surprising news about Demarius Thomas being found to have CTE, mm -hmm. chronic traumatic encephal encephalopathy. Mm -hmm. And, which is linked to repeated blows to the head. Right, right, And right. The, the list of NFL players whose brains have been donated to the Boston University study and other studies and then have been find, found to have CT is a long one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to really test your patience here, but I, I went through the list of players listed who have been confirmed to have CTE after their deaths. That's the only way you can find out right. is after their right, deaths right, right, with right. a br donated brain. And I, I just wrote down the, the names I recognized, and it's in a long list. Mm -hmm. Junior Seau, Rob Lytle, former Bronco running back, Aaron Hernandez, Dwight Clark, Shane Drenette, Dave Dewerson, Frank Gifford, John Mackey, Ollie Matson, Earl Morrill, Tommy Nobis, Bubba Smith, Ken Stabler, Mike Webster. And you know there are hundreds, hundreds, maybe thousands, thousands of others. No, there's thousands. Guaranteed walking thousands. Walking around with it now. Yeah. Yeah. So the, these are only the guys who have passed away and left us and their family donated their brains to the Boston University study or other studies and were confirmed to have CTE. Now, Demarius's situation is fairly complicated because CTE wasn't the cause of his death, but he was having seizures. He was having 
severe problems after an automobile accident. And CTE was was certainly a complicating factor mm-hmm. in all of it. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't surprise you, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, let me tell you a story really real quick. Um, I was... It was spring ball for CU, um, and I was coming from an event, um, you know, meeting up with a whole lot of alums, and I was pulled aside. And again, I, look, I have, I never have a problem talking about my college experience. I played one game, three plays, but you know what? I stepped on the field at D1 as a walk on. And you know what? <laughs> That's a whole lot better than a lot of other people, okay? And there's also a lot of, there's also a lot to be said for you play a lot of football, but right. it was in practice. Right, right. Well, you know, and that's where you take a lot of hits too. Uh, but just overall, I remember after the event was over, I was one of the last guys to leave and I was pulled aside and said, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm fine. You know, I'm, you know, early thirties, I'm doing okay. And he said, this is what you're going to start to see. And I'll spare you the name of, of the person. I'll tell you uh, off air. But um, it was like, you'll start to see within the next 20 years, your teammates start to pass mm-hmm. away. You start to see guys just start to slowly, slowly pass away. And it's not just of overall, just like, oh, of life, yeah. you know, uh, or like incidents. It's like they would just start to go away. And uh, a lot of it just has to do with collision, the collision of sport of football over and over again, this repeated contact that you have. Um Football is a beautiful, beautiful sport, um, but there is that danger that is out there, and it's real. Concussion protocol and education has helped matters considerably. Mm-hmm. I mean, they you we're past the day when when I would hold up three fingers and you would say, you would say how many or smelling salt. Remember, yeah. remember those oh, days. Yeah. Hey, wake you up, kid. All right, get back in the game. We need you. So those days are long gone. Right. The, the protocol has helped considerably, and it's in well, all well, it's well, in all well, sports. Well, well, well. well. I would say all the way gone because you can always find a way around. How about it, right? the self-motivation? How about the guys who say, I, I'm okay. Well, you don't have guaranteed contracts, man. Right. So, and, and, or, Hey man, you're in high school. Man, we, we, we worked all year for this playoffs, yeah. league playoffs, man. We need to win this game. We need you. But despite all this football players tend to think they're invulnerable. Oh, you, you, but they, you have to not me. I, no, have, not me. But you have to. I mean, the game of football is where you have to get to this point where you 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 have to think you're invincible. Go out to a Broncos practice when alumni players come and watch practice. Right. And they're having trouble walking. Yeah. Some yeah. of them have uh, sleep apnea. Yep. Yep. Uh, headaches. Uh, knee replacements. Everything. Everything yeah. involved. And the foot, but the current players don't look over and say that's going to be me in 25 years. No. They you, don't even think that. You never do, but you you never do when you play the sport. You're not thinking that far ahead, and because if you think that far ahead, somebody else who's not thinking that far ahead, if it makes sense of what I'm saying, um, is going to beat you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to lay your body on the line. Here's another thing: um, you can not only talk about football, hockey as well, right? Yes. Um, soccer, soccer. No, no one is saying. Well, with two minutes left. And you have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Don't put your body on the line when a 90 mile per hour slap shot or a one timer is coming right at you. Put your body on the line. I still think football's more, more potentially harmful than hockey to a point. But yeah, okay. Do you no, have, no, you yeah. have daughters, right? I do. I have a daughter on the way. I have a daughter on the way, baby. If you had a son, would you let him play football? Um, I would see. Uh, yes, I would, but he would not play until he's in high school. Yes, I agree with that. 
Yeah, he, he wouldn't play. But do do something else. Get your footwork together. Uh, play another sport. Play track. <laughs> play basketball. <laughs> Here's but, your deal. No, no, no football until he's in high school. My father was a football coach. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, head coach at the University of Oregon. And I remember I had a, I, you, I've told you about my knee problem. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was a better baseball player than I was a football player. Mm-hmm. My father took me out in the car one day and said, you don't really, I, I want you to know it's not important for me to, for you to play football because mm-hmm. I was having problems. I played baseball right back on it too soon. I wasn't very smart. I played catcher, stretched the knee back out. Oof. But he said, and we talked about this in later years because he had concussions when he was a player. Except mm-hmm. They called him sinus infections. Mm-hmm. But he told me, I, I just want you to know it's not important to me that you play football. Mm-hmm. And because he, he knew I was having physical problems too. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to pass the physical. But that was I, the context of that was later understanding that he had undergone repeated, repeated concussions as a, as a player at Wisconsin. And in fact, if he'd actually said something about them to his draft board, he would not have flown 67 missions in a P 38 fighter, fighter plane over the Pacific. Wow. But it, it's. It's uh, the CTE is just a plague of the sport, and uh, it, it's not going to go away. No, it, it never will go away. You know, it's. But I would make sure I, yeah. if, if if I had a son, I would say you can play football, but I want to make sure you want to play. Exactly. Football. I don't want it to be peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be because you think your parents want you to play yep. football. Yep. Or your or the neighbors, or you're going to be maybe get a college scholarship, which is usually a pipe dream anyway. Mm-hmm. I want you to play football because you want to play football. And you enjoy it. But also, I want you to be educated about if you see stars, no matter what your coach tells you, you need to go and get out the game. Well, and, and let's close this with, with a salute to Marius Thomas. Yeah. A great guy who left us too soon. Yeah, he did. And you know what? Um, uh, a tremendous player, a tremendous guy as well, but also a son um, an uncle, all those other different things as well. Um, a brother. I mean, he was just tremendous as as an individual. And uh, rest in peace to him. Rest in peace, King. Rest in peace. The NFL settlement of one billion dollars in the in the in the uh, concussion case it's not enough. is not enough. Not it's enough. not the answer. No. And I think earlier this year you probably saw the settlement was tweaked to address the racial bias and mm-hmm. kind of the mm-hmm. kind of the uh, uh, testing and and trying to see who had it and who didn't. Right. And shocked that it wasn't talked about more. T- Terry, how does that happen? Honestly, because I just saw I just saw that today. I said, how? I didn't see that. That was well, in March. But that's the point. And we're both in media. We both yeah. understand how media works. We're in the biz. How is that not talked about I, more? I honestly don't how know. How is that not leading? I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even know about it until it, today. It, in television, how is that not leading the A block where everybody knows about it? We'll, we'll get into that again, mm. too. Coming up after the break, is Russell Wilson too busy a guy with three weeks remaining before training camp? We'll go into that after this. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is still on his honeymoon and will be back in Thursday. I'm journalist and author Terry Fry, and I am with today 
the versatile Justin Adams, news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver CBS 4. You can watch us on milehighsports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry and at Justin Adams TV. By the way, what's what's Jim Beneman going to do? He's too young to retire. Uh, Jim is going. Man, Jim has like, I think, what he has like six kids, seven kids, stuff like that. I, I don't know his his number. Man, he he's going to go and relax and spend some time with his family. Um, I'll say this about Jim, man, and he is he's a CSU Ram, so be careful. Oh, that's true. Well, I have to take my uh my my uh excitement about Jim down then. No, he is uh. One of the greatest guys that I've had a chance to talk to. Quick story about Jim, and we'll move on. Quick story. Um, I'm anchoring sports. Jim Beneman, by the way, Beneman, is, yeah. is the CBS4 anchorman who is retiring at the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, he's he, he, um, retired at the end of the year. Great guy. And I just was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I know sports. I'm doing it well, but I know I could just do better. I'm all, you, know, you know how it is mm-hmm. as an athlete. You always want to do better and yeah. better. And so I'm like hard on myself. Every word has to be right. Everything has to be a great punchline. And so afterwards, I come and I'm like, hey, Jim, can you just talk to me for a little bit after, you know, this is 1030, by the way, where everybody gets out of out the building at night. <laughs> and he is like, first words were with a smile, step into my office. And I was like, totally disarmed from there. And he recognized that, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to push too hard. And he's like, man, look, just relax. You're doing a tremendous job. Here's a couple of pointers that he gave me. Mm-hmm. And they moved on from there. What were the pointers? The pointers were just, a just breathe and relax like enjoy being there like enjoy actually being on tv uh-huh. number one um you know it, 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 it you know so do that and then you know just practice over and over again just practice what you want to say and different things like that um because you're talking to a viewer like be a human don't be a robot well jim in his retirement i know one thing he's going to be doing is like second guessing jared bednar's every move <laughs> you're using who on the point <laughs> Jim is a big hockey fan. Yeah, he is, man. He's the man, though. He knows what he's talking about. So we'll miss Jim Beneman, too. Yeah, we will. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Usually every Monday we do the R. MFP shout out question with our friends Ty, Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast, which is present which is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Because of the holiday and no show on Monday, we're doing this on Tuesday. On Wednesday, they're going to let us know what they think. Here's the question for this week. All right. Russell Wilson has drawn considerable praise for his offseason work. This is a statement more than a question. We can react. Yeah. A little inside business here. All right, all right, all right. Russell Wilson has drawn considerable praise for his offseason work ethic and focus since the Broncos traded for him. But what a busy guy. What a busy guy. Hey, man. Because of more than appear, and it's not just his appearances at Nuggets and Avalanche, Avalanche playoff games. Three weeks before the opening of training camp now. Three weeks. Three before weeks. Before the opening of training Unbelievable. camp. Unbelievable. He and Sierra were highly noticeable in London over the weekend, attending Wimbledon and taking in other sites. He's also been to Monaco for the Grand Prix. To be fair, he was also shown throwing while in London. Is that pushing the back, pushing the opening of training camp? Would he have been better off to be back home, working out as camp approached? Or does he deserve a respite before training camp opens? Number one, live your life, my man. Enjoy your life. Because when you get into the football season, that is seven months, seven, eight months of just intensity 
that you have to have to the game of football. So live your life, number one. Number two, you married to Sierra. I don't know if you've seen her in some pictures, baby. <laughs> my goodness, boy. Look, I tell my wife all the time, look, she prego right now, so I try to be really smooth about it. But once our daughter comes out, baby, the time is ticking. <laughs> you, look, you got somebody to look up to, okay? Number three, and most importantly, is that he's actually was over there um, for an event to actually talk about mm-hmm. Broncos playing Jacksonville. Yeah with the NFL. So while you're there with the NFL, hey, go and see some of the sights and sounds too. It just so happens to be that Wimbledon <laughs> saw him and Sierra took a picture, put it on social media. Great publicity for them. He's also was in Monaco as well, right? Great publicity for them. But what he's going to do, and he talked about this, actually, um, I believe he tweeted about it. There was a report about this. Within the next three weeks, he's going to have the wide receivers back at his facility mm-hmm. in San Diego to go over different things like that, to go over uh, let's get him ready for the year. And you know what? This is what you get, though, when you have a star quarterback. When you have a superstar quarterback, this is what you get. And you have to be mature enough, especially here in Denver, to know this is what comes with it, folks. You want you wanted a good quarterback? You wanted a superstar? Well, you got it. And guess what? This is what comes with the package. But I tell you what. What when it comes to playing against Seattle on the first game of the season, and it comes to playing against Kansas City, and you play in the tough AFC West division, you will be very pleased by what you see at quarterback. The relentless mental and physical grind of playing quarterback in the National Football League is rather notorious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm all for him taking taking a break. Take a break, man. Not not everything has to be about football. Like we just it it it, it bugs me out. Like it really bothers me. But people are like, professional athletes should be in the gym shooting all day, every day. Like, he has a family. Let him live. Like, I, I don't get that. I, I, I don't understand, especially when it's a guy who's been a multiple pro bowler. He could retire right now, and he's a Hall of Famer. So, Ty, Cal, Cade, and Evan, what do you think? That's the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question of the week. Now, Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, ESPN has a new docu-series coming out about a Hall of Fame baseball player. We'll talk about that and one of their marketing decisions to uh, lead up to that event and if it's a good marketing move or just an invitation for vandalism. We'll also talk about a special premiere 33 years ago today on television. That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is on his honeymoon, and he'll be back on Thursday. I'm journalist and author Terry Fry, and again, sitting in with me is Justin Adams, news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver CBS 4. At the next break, after coming out of the next break, Justin will sing the CU fight song. Dang right I will. You can watch us on milehighsports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry and at justinadams.com. No, I almost said a dot. At Justin Adams TV. You can check out www.terryfry.com for information about my books, 
and work. And you can read more about Justin and his background and work at www.cbsnews.com backslash Colorado backslash CBS4 backslash. That's a lot of backslashes. There's a whole lot of backslashes. Uh, just type in cbsdenver.com. It's still, it's still active. It okay. just it helps you out. All righty. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, ESPN set to release a seven-part documentary called The Captain, all about Yankees great Derek Jeter. Uh, This is coming out in a couple weeks, and they put a billboard up to advertise the docuseries right outside Fenway Park. (laughs) Uh, Yankees-Red Sox, one of the all-time rivalries in the sporting world. Uh, Do you think that the ESPN marketing department is playing into the rivalry, or were they just plastering this billboard up around all ball, ballparks all over the country and didn't think twice about doing it at Fenway, too? Of course they are, and that's great. You know what I call it? I call it a happy accident. And everybody's excited for it. So, yeah, of course they did. They know what they're doing. Do you think that Red Sox fans will uh, vandalize this billboard, or will it, for the most part, be uh, safe from that? I think it'll be safe. Um, you oh, know yeah. what? Boston fans, man. They have a about, sense of humor. Yeah. Some of the most sensible individuals in the world, right? Totally, completely uh, tongue-in-cheek by me saying that, by the way. What do, you, do you think it would be any different if it was Alex Rodriguez instead of Derek Jeter? I don't I don't think there's... Or they would they would react the same? They would probably try to put up some, yeah. some like graffiti saying cheater or something like right, that. Right, right. Or needle or something like that. That might have been it. Sorry, we just had a package get dropped off, so we got a little distracted <laughs> for a second. Dude, hold on. No, no, your face overall, man, like immediate concern over there. What type of package was it, man? Did you need to sign oh, no, for it? Was a, it was Amazon Prime. I think they just left it for us on the table. But okay. I hear the door open, and I'm always curious who it is, and then uh, sometimes it's someone I don't recognize. And you're curious. It's a package carrier. Right? If you're curious, I'm very curious. Trying to see if I could fly out this window if something <laughs> happened. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Those windows don't open. You guys are trapped in there. Oh, well. Door does lock from the outside. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. We don't use that lock, but just so you know. <laughs> okay. Now you're aware. Well, thank you. Yeah, 33 years ago today, Seinfeld premiered on TV. And he worked for the Yankees. Well, George Costanza did. Yep, that is correct. And uh, do you have a favorite episode? Of the show Seinfeld. This is, uh, I don't even know the name of the episode, but I like the one where he he was trying to get unemployment benefits. <laughs> and he was, he had everybody coached to answer the phone, Vandalay Industries. And then Kramer answered the phone and said, huh? Vandalay Industries. And then George came charging out of the bathroom and fell down. Uh, I have a weird sense of humor. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, no soup for you. That's always my favorite. Yep, the soup Nazi yeah, one is, soup is a Nazi. great one. Love that's, that guy. That's very entertaining. I always liked the. Uh, I always liked the one. It's one of the later ones where they're all 
there's like the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and they're all looking at an apartment, but they're not actually planning on buying the apartment. They're talking to the realtor like they are, though, so they can use the bathroom in the apartment and everything because they're stuck in traffic Yeah, because of the parade. I always thought that was a very entertaining one because it's something I would like to do someday. I'll give you my second favorite one was the library where, where he... They were coming after him for the overdue library book. <laughs> that is a very good one. Yep. Yep. With the library <laughs> yeah. uh, inspector who's hot on his tail. Yep. Yeah. Bill Baker Hall played that. He was yep. That was a great role. And the, I believe the gym teacher had the book all along. Yeah. Because he got it from George the uh, homeless back gym in the teacher. day. Yep. Great show. A lot of great references. I know that Terry, you and Eric reference that sometimes. It was one of Mace's uh, favorite shows also. He would reference it a yeah. lot. So an all-time classic. Well, they never re-showed it at all, so you have no chance to watch it. <laughs> and I believe that none of the streaming services carried it either. Shocker. So, How so you happen? just you, you can't watch it. It's a, it's a thing that was in the past and will stay in the past forever. Danny, Danny, no soup for you. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, uh, we'll do another entertainment-based question. Yesterday, the 4th of July, I caught a little bit of Independence Day on TV. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I'm a big Will Smith fan. I like space movies, alien movies, America movies. Nice. Uh, I think that's an all-time America movie. What movie is the most American movie in your opinion? Rocky. July. It took place on July 4th. Oh, man. That's a great question. uh, There ain't going to be no rematch. It, oh. was, it was just a terrific story. Well, I, I will always say baseball definitely has to do with it. So, uh, Field of Dreams will always be the pure, you know, American story to me, right? The best example of the rare example of a movie being better than the book on which it is based. Yes, yes. Usually it's the other yes. way around. Yes, yes, yes. They, we, they got rid of the sappiest crap in the book and, and made it a tolerable movie yeah it's it's classic i love that movie and i've been to the field of dreams that was have you oregon played at iowa and a couple of us went over it went to dyersville and actually played on the field of dreams. oh man it was maybe two years after the movie was out i'm jealous look at terry man terry with all this wonderful life experience you know what i go home to <laughs> a baby who, who we're trying to teach how to potty train that's what i go home to he's still learning that's He'll a whole different a kind job. of fun yeah, well, <laughs> we could talk about that all day. Trust me, there's a lot of puddles that somehow uh, happen around the house. Don't know how they got there, but a lot of puddles. I think Miracle's got to be high up on that list of most American movies, too. And Alex said uh, Alex said The Sandlot, which Ooh, is a that's great good. classic that a in that one. Movie. Summertime movie, yeah, 4th of July, baseball as well. But I liked yeah. Rocky because it took place on July 4th, too. That was the date of the fight. It was the bicentennial, Yeah, and it was just a terrific job, but about uh of writing actually stallone did a great job of writing the script and you know the the other movies you can take or leave but the original one was terrific that was mountain high appliance just in case you missed it coming up after the break the avalanche already are tending to off-season details and business in what is going to be a very brief off-season that's next on afternoon drive And I don't want to go home right now And all I could taste is this one 